dedicating this summer to three things. And I want you to listen because I'm setting up an entire summer of teaching. We're going to have special guests who are going to be coming and speaking as well. We're dedicating this summer to introducing folks to experiencing and encountering the Holy Spirit. Three things. Introducing people to experiencing and encountering the Holy Spirit. I want to, by the time we're done with this teaching thing, for every one of us to have a more in-depth understanding and relationship with the Holy Spirit. That's what our plan is. We believe that faith comes by the preaching of the Word. And so as I'm preaching, as our guests are preaching this summer, that our faith is going to build. And we have people from all different ways of life. When I start talking about the Holy Spirit, there are people that go, oh yeah, going to get it like it used to be. And then we have folks that go, oh no. Then we have folks that say, I don't know what it is, but I think I want to know what it is. And folks that say, I don't know what it is, and I have no desire to know what it is, all right? And so I want you to understand that we are going to be talking, and I've said before that to many the Holy Spirit is like that crazy uncle that you have that shows up at family reunions and you don't ever know what they're going to do. We want to tell you that the Holy Spirit is not that way. And so how we're going to introduce this today, I think it's perfect because we have the kids in here with us. And so I want to talk about some aspects of the Holy Spirit that are some things that kids love, all right? And hopefully as we're doing that, that all the adults are going to fall in love with it as well. All the Hills kids, are y'all ready? Say yeah. yeah. All right. John chapter 14 and verse number 16, and we'll be jumping down to 26 as well. I'm reading it from the King James Version, so it really be all very anointed today. And I will pray the Father, this is Jesus saying, and I will pray the Father, and he shall give you another comforter that he may abide with you forever. Verse 26. But the comforter, which is the Holy Ghost, whom the Father will send in my name, he shall teach you all things and bring all things to your remembrance whatsoever I have said unto you. So if you're taking notes, write this down. Reasons you should not be afraid of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is a comforter. How many of y'all have that favorite quilt, that favorite blanket, that favorite comforter? How many of y'all got it? Yeah, just a snuggle up with it. When you hear that word comforter, don't you like that feeling? Just waiting on you today when you get home, turn that fan on. Turn that fan on high. Get underneath those covers and pull that comforter up over you. How many of you kids love it when mom and dad come in and tuck you in at night? Just tuck you in and make sure you're all safe. That's the feeling that we should get when the Holy Spirit shows up. And if you feel any feeling other than that, you need to question it. If it feels weird and wacky and fearful, then you need to find out, was that the Holy Spirit at that moment? Because He is a comforter. There is peace about it. Matter of fact, that word comforter, when you begin to look at the original meaning, and y'all that go to the hills know that I love getting into the Greek and the Hebrew, the Greek meaning of comforter, one writer says that word means the one who mothers us. So you think about God.
created, God said, let's make them in our image. He created what? Male and female in his image. And so sometimes when you hear the word he and God and him, you forget about the spirit part of God that has this beautiful, merciful, kind, gentle, glorious part of him. And so when the Holy Spirit comes as a comforter, we'll be talking in the next several weeks that the Holy Spirit is also a convictor. It's not the church's job to convict, it's the Holy Spirit's job to convict. Wow. That's another Sunday down the road. He is a comforter. It is that motherly instinct. It is that, like, hey, he said, how many times, Jerusalem, do I want to take you in my wings as a mother? We're taking his little chicks and pulling in. That's what the Holy Spirit is. It is a comforter. Everybody say a comforter. That consoling, that encouraging, that comforting voice. You know, there are certain times that when the phone rings, and I know that it's the boys have a certain ring, when our phone rings, and I know it's my phone, that the boys are asking for one thing. But if Kristen's phone rings, they're asking for something else. When they wake up in the morning the other day, they both got to sleep in, because school's out, they both slept in, and both of them had this little, we call it the call, they have this little thing where they go, ah, ah. What they're saying is, ah, and if they can't hear us, then our phone will ring. Like, in the bed, they will call, mom. And so the other day, Kristen had, had gone to an appointment, the boys had slept in, and I hear both of them at the same time, ah, ah. So I walk in, I open up the door, and I know what to say. Guys, mom's not here. Will daddy do? Both of them, no. time you just call mama. It's a time that only mama will do. And most of the time the boys call mama when they're hurt, they're upset, when daddy's been mean to them. <laughs> or what's the fourth one? Money. Sam, they're hungry. No, money's daddy. <laughs> hungry. <laughs> Hungry's mama. That word comfort also means helper. Listen to this. Helper. As one who falls down beside us. As an individual who finds a person collapsed along the road. Kneels down beside the victim. Cares for their needs and carries them to safety. That word comfort also means advocate. An encourager. A counsel for the defense. How many need someone to stand in with you in your defense? Nobody else? Just two on the front row? How about the rest of y'all? That's what the Holy Spirit does. He is a comforter. Second thing the Holy Spirit is, Acts chapter 1 and verse number 8. But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you, and you will be my witnesses, telling people about me everywhere, in Jerusalem, throughout Judea, in Samaria, and to the ends of the world, the earth. The Holy Spirit gives us power. All the kids look at me. How many have ever dreamed of having a superpower? All the adults, how many ever dreamed of having a superpower? Just like right now. Okay, how many of you would be to fly? Just raise your hand, I want to see the hands. Okay, how many would be like super strength? What the rest of y'all want to do? That's like the only two. Time travel? 
one song? Okay, what? Anybody else? I can hear y'all. Everybody wants a superpower, right? Wouldn't you love to have that? Just to be able to accomplish something that you can't do? That's what the Holy Spirit... All right, y'all quit talking to each other now. All right. That's what the Holy Spirit, kids. That's what the Holy Spirit does. It gives us a superpower to accomplish things that we could not normally do. That's why it's called supernatural. And when you study the disciples, and we're going to be talking a lot more about this. When you study the disciples, this is after Jesus' death, burial, and resurrection. Everybody say, after Jesus has died, been resurrected, and ascended to the right hand of the Father. And the Holy Spirit has come back. And take a deep breath. This is what happened. The disciples, people were healed when the disciples laid hands upon them. The lame walked. Demons were cast out. The dead were raised. Matter of fact, it got so crazy that Peter's shadow would pass over people and they would be healed. It got so crazy that Paul would give out handkerchiefs that had just touched his body to people and they would take them, lay them on people, and people would be healed. Remember the story of the apostle reaching into Paul reaching into a fire and a snake bit him, the most poisonous snake on the island, and he just shook it off. And it fell to the ground, and everybody said, well, he's about to die. And it just lasted and lasted, and they said, oh, my Lord, he's a God. He said, I'm not a God, but I can introduce you to a God. Remember the story of Paul? There was a sorcerer that was coming after him, and Paul just prayed that he would be blinded. We always talk about blinded eyes open, but Paul prayed, I'm going to pray that you'll be blinded. Why? Because Paul remembered what it was like to be blinded and what that did for him. Dude was blinded, and then God does an incredible work in that thing. We're talking about the Holy Spirit brings power to us to be able to do things we could not normally do. You mentioned time travel. You ever read the story of Philip? Who the Lord directed him to go to the desert and, bat- and preach the gospel, and he baptized this guy. And when the guy came up out of the water, Philip was gone Amen. and showed up in another city. Yeah. Transported. You talk about supernatural power. Yeah. This is what Jesus said in John 14. Let's jump back to it. We read it, verse 16 and 26 in the King James. I want to read it starting in verse 12 in the New Living Translation. I tell you the truth, anyone who believes in me will do the same works I have done and even greater works. Hold up, everybody look at me. How many would like to do the same works that Jesus Christ did? One, two, three. Well, how about doing even greater works than Jesus Christ did? Why? How's that going to happen? Comma, because I am going to my Father. Stay watch. We'll come back to that. You can ask for anything in my name and I will do it so that the Son can bring glory to the Father. Yes, ask me for anything in my name. I will do it. If you love me, obey my commandments. I will ask the Father and what's going to happen? And He will give you another advocate, another comforter, another helper. Who will never leave you. He does 
the Holy Spirit who leads into all truth. So Jesus said this, look, I've done a lot of great things, but you're going to do even greater than I have because I'm going to go to my father and I'm going to say, Daddy, you've got to send them the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit is going to come and going to give you power that you never had before. I want everybody to look at me, all the kids, all the grandparents, everybody in between. We will never reach the world with the gospel of Jesus Christ unless we get to the place that we want to see the power of the Holy Spirit operating in our life. Jesus did is available to his disciples and even greater. Some of y'all that used to believe this don't believe this anymore. Come on, by the end of this summer, I hope that you're just crazy about it. You don't have to be crazy, just crazy about it. You know, some folks say, well, when you get all up in that, you become crazy. No, the people that become crazy were crazy before it ever happened. <laughs> Don't blame that on Jesus, all right? <laughs> the Holy Spirit just makes you more of what you were, I guess. Power. Now, here's the thing. Here's another thing I would say. Is that the Holy Spirit, the power of the Holy Spirit is not just there for miracles, signs, and wonders. Matter of fact, it actually says that the Holy Spirit, according to Acts 1 and 8, the Holy Spirit is there for us to be a witness. Yeah. I think sometimes it's so easy for us to get caught up in the power of the Holy Spirit that we forget the reason that power is there is to be a witness. Everything that we or the Holy Spirit would ever do is supposed to direct us back to Jesus. Everything. This is the reason for the power. So the miracles, the signs, and the wonders are there to direct us back to Jesus. So I want you to, I want to be clear with you today. We are a non-denominational church, but we are a church that believes in the power of the Holy Spirit. Yeah. Don't want to sneak up on you. John 14 and 16, let's talk about two more things that the Holy Spirit is. And I will ask the Father, and He will give you another advocate who will never leave you. He is the Holy Spirit who leads you into all truth. Everybody say truth. Verse 26. But when the Father sends the advocate as my representative, that is the Holy Spirit, he will teach you. Everybody say, teach you. Teach you. Everything and remind you of everything I have told you. Number three, the Holy Spirit is a teacher. And you notice I didn't start off with this one. Because I said I wanted things that kids love. <laughs> and I have a feeling at the end of school, if I would say, the Holy Spirit is a teacher, kids go, oh, okay. I'm just thinking about summer. No offense, teachers. But how many of you adults in this place have a, had a favorite teacher? Raise your hand. How many can tell me their name or names? All right, kids, look around. You may not know it right now, but you're going to have a favorite teacher one day. And you're going to go back to them. I can tell you right now, it was Miss Dolphin in the third grade who would love me and also throw crayons. She was crazy. And it was Mr. Brown who let us eat in class. I don't remember what he taught us, but he let us eat in class. <laughs> Those are the two teachers that I remember. The Bible says the Holy Spirit is a teacher. And what a good teacher does is that make you fall in love with the subject. The Holy Spirit has been given to us to make us fall in love with Jesus. Matter of fact, John 16 and 14 said the Holy Spirit is here to glorify Jesus. 
So kids, the Holy Spirit wants to be a teacher. Not one of those mean teachers. Sweet, loving, compassionate teacher that loves you the way you are but loves you too much to leave you that way. And then last but not least, man, I'm doing good on time. Just going to brag on myself for just a moment. I may not preach good, but I don't preach long. So there you go. Acts chapter 2. Acts chapter 2 and verse number 37. All the Pentecostals go, wow. It is Pentecost Sunday. I have to read this one. And then Peter said to them, repent, which means turn away from your sins. And let every one of you be baptized. All those who get baptized say, yeah. In the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of your sins. And you shall receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. For the promises to you and your children, all that are far off, and as many as the Lord our God will call. The Holy Spirit is a comforter. The Holy Spirit gives us power. The Holy Spirit is a teacher. And last but not least, the Holy Spirit is a gift. Hey kids, how many of y'all like gifts? Do you count the days to Christmas? Huh? Do you count the days to birthdays? How many of you adults like gifts? I'm going to tell you what, Amazon's been one of the greatest things that's ever happened in my life. Just Amazon Prime. I can go to the grocery store, but now it's going to click. I'm going to have an order. Why? First of all, I don't have to drive. Secondly, I get a box and I get to open it. I can literally know what's in the box. I know what's in the box because I got confirmation that it was shipped and then it was delivered. But I still get excited. I open the box. Yes, Now, if I'd have bought those at the store, it wouldn't have meant near as much, right? But when I open that box, man! Oh, the Holy Spirit is a gift. He's a gift. It's not a drudgery. It's not something that you got. I've never met so many people say, well, do I have to have it? No, but why wouldn't you want it? Come on, why wouldn't you want this? It is a free gift. You don't have to work for it. You don't have to buy it. All you got to do is say, I'm sick of me and living life like I've been living. Yeah. I agree to be baptized in your name. All right, let's do this thing. Yeah. It's an easy thing. Yeah. Why wouldn't you want that? Why? And not only is he a gift, but according, according to 1 Corinthians chapter 12, he gives gifts. Word of wisdom, word of knowledge, tongues, interpretation of tongues, gift of prophecy, discerning of spirits, gifts of healings, gifts of faith, the working of miracles, and the gifts of the spirit, giving, and on and on and on. You're there. When's the last time that you ever opened up a gift, and then that gift gave you a gift? And then another gift, and another gift, and another gift. Everybody look at me. The reason for the Holy Spirit is for you and I to become fully what Jesus Christ wants us to become. Don't have to be scared. Matter of fact, if there's fear attached to it, then it has nothing to do with God. We're not talking about reverence. We're talking about fear. If you're fearful and scared and afraid, that doesn't have to do with God. That's some nasty religion that somebody put on you. The Holy Spirit is your friend. The Holy Spirit loves you. The Holy Spirit cares for you. I'm going to receive that word this morning.